Hey everybody, welcome to the Matt Report podcast. Uh, this is the show where we talk to WordPress entrepreneurs about business, about starting, about launching something. If you haven't heard this show yet, where the heck have you been? It's the number one WordPress uh, business podcast in the world because there are only two. And I'm not even going to mention the other one, uh, but I clearly win. Um, you want to help support the show, mattreport.com slash join. Uh, join the membership site uh, to get insider WordPress entrepreneur help uh, from folks just like you. Today, I'm very, very happy to finally, finally, because it feels like we're on different <laughs> planets sometimes and things just never really collide correctly or get together correctly. James Dahlman, uh, founder of Dahlman Designs and, hap and newly launched happyjoe.org. James, welcome to the show. Hey, appreciate it, man. Thanks uh, for having me on here. And, you know, third time's a charm or whatever it is. So, you know, you got to get the <laughs> moons and the stars aligned and, uh, you know, I had to buy some pants because I, I, I don't work with pants anymore. So it was good that, you know, we could get that taken care of for the show. <laughs> he also spent five thousand dollars to sit in this in this spot, and uh, you know that's also what I'm offering up to folks. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> um, James, for folks who don't know who you are, give us the two minute elevator pitch. Who you are, and what you do? Yeah, Lee, man, that's a that you, you threw me a curveball right off the bat. Okay, so I'm James Dahlman, and uh, you know I've been in the WordPress community probably since the very beginning. Uh, had the privilege of working with the the most amazing team, iThemes, and then got to help launch WebDesign.com back in the day. Uh, learned so much stuff from Corey Miller. Just you know, had a great time with him. Uh, learned so much about WordPress and design, and uh, got to work under some great people. And then uh, when it was time to leave the company, I launched out there and started doing WordPress web design. And I'm one of those people that people cringe when they hear I I call myself a designer because I don't do HTML or CSS. I'm great at hack hacking stuff, and I can blow up a lot of code. Uh, and now I'm launching uh, HappyJoe.org, which is actually uh, taking some of the concepts I've learned over the last several years where I'm going to go out and help veterans. It's a veteran-led uh, business because I you know, serve our country, uh, but there's such a need out there. There's one million um, veterans who don't have employment right now. There's a lot more that are coming out of uh, their military um, duties, not going to have jobs. So what I'm trying to do is provide training to them, web design, WordPress, HTML, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to teach it because you know, if i got to try to teach someone the code, we're all going to die. Um, but I'm going to partner with people like webdesign.com, iThemes, different companies to provide that training and then mentor these veterans uh, in how to start businesses in, or, you know, go to work for great companies that are out there that are doing WordPress web design development. So I've uh, been around the block a long time, been freelancing for 20 plus years. And if you Google me, you'll find uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, there, there, there's that. That's two minutes and 30 seconds, I think. <laughs> that was that was one of the most epic elevator pitches uh <laughs> That, that I've had so far. I'm saving um, the so there's a lot going. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot going on, um, and uh, it looks like I have a bit of a delay, so I'm just going to let this catch up for a second uh, on the video end, just for those watching the video. Um, let's go back to working with iThemes, working with web design, uh, webdesigner.com. How did that all come about? How did you find iThemes? Can you give us some of that backstory? Yeah, actually, it's webdesign.com, so I'm, I'm going to correct you Yeah, so I don't want people to get confused and type it in and find something else. Um, I actually had a really great uh, branding business back in about 2005. It was called Branding Shed, and I, I focused on uh, church planners. You know, everyone's like, you'll never be able to make money doing work for churches, but I made a killing at it. Uh, it was it was beautiful business. It was awesome. But I met Corey online through a blog. You know, that's when blogging really started to take off. And just got to talk with him and say, hey, this guy really knows his stuff. Um, we hit it off. And uh, probably about a year later, we just started talking, and he's like, hey, I think, you know, you have some talents to bring to this team. 
I said, yeah, I never thought about shutting down my business, but, you know, this sounds really cool. So, you know, history was made, I guess. So shut down my business, went to work with high themes. A uh, year, year and a half later, we got webdesign.com. Everyone asked how we got that domain name. We used to joke, GoDaddy, you know, we just typed it in and got it for 10 bucks. And they're like, what? And, but there's a whole story behind that. Um, so I got to work with them and got to do some of the very first WordPress themes out there that was back in the day when I think uh, I think iThemes, Woo, and uh, I want to say it's Revolution Themes back then, Studio Press, whatever, Brian Garner, there's only three or four theme companies when we started. Um, so it was really cool. It was, it, it was an exciting time, and now, you know, there's so many theme companies out there and plugins with uh, companies, which is great. You know, we need more stuff in the marketplace. Uh, but it was a good training. I learned a lot, you know, stuff that you're going through right now, you know, about just launching stuff, see how it works. Um, I'm a perfectionist because I'm a designer, and Corey just used to kick me in the balls and just say, hey, can I say that on here? Do we need yeah, it's fine. Uh, all right, good. <laughs> uh, but he's like, you need to you need to launch stuff. You need to get it out there. You need to test it. You know, if you wait to the perfect opportunity or for it to be perfect, you'll never get it out there. And so that's probably one of the most valuable lessons I learned, uh, you know, through that time, besides a lot of other cool stuff. Um, and it was just great. It was a great, uh, a great time. We did some great stuff together. But uh, you know, sometimes we all have to choose our own paths, and we go a different way. And, and those guys are just rocking it now. So uh, not sure if that answers your question or what. But it was a good time. It sure does. Um, so there's a lot I want to talk about. That um, you know, if it's funny that you say that. There's some folks say there's no money to be made in the church sites or or churches because they think like oh there's there's no money there's they have no money there um, I guess maybe they're thinking about small little churches that might not have any money versus the bigger uh, all the way to mega churches that do exist um, but oddly enough the uh, startup challenge episode two that I just aired the winner was churchsites.co um, wow. which is little uh, niche uh, WordPress mm -hmm. shirt, uh, for sites for churches um, and he's out of Australia um, and he's doing uh, an amazing job with that product. You say something though about um, about launching and sort of as a designer, you're always looking at the pixels and you're like, God, this this pixel is just not as perfect yet. I want to make this better. Um, and then you don't launch and you delay mm -hmm. um, and you're always kind of like, you know, a painter's house is never painted. A web designer's site is never designed right. <laughs> or launched. Um, can you talk to us about how you kind of fight that battle? Yeah, it, it you know within the last two or three years, and that that was the craziest battle to go through because I I'm like I want everything perfect, you know I know no one can see that micromillimeter of whatever, but I can. Um, so Corey really helped that, you know my wife was instrumental. She's like you know you need to get stuff out there, you hold on to it too long, and you know the biggest thing for me was realizing that I've got a million ideas, and all of them could have been multi-million dollar ideas, but the problem is I wanted to hold on to them and, and keep them all to myself, and I didn't want to share them. It's like when I get to that point where I feel like I can launch, I will. Um, three years later, someone goes out there and launches the same identical idea, and all of a sudden they're doing map report and making all this money, and you know they're the Chris Lemmas flying across the, you know the <laughs> continent in the, in the jets and stuff like that. But uh, no, it's just you know a lot of times we want to get out there and launch a business idea, and we're waiting for the perfect conditions, but the perfect conditions never happen. Uh, so for me, you know, as I was, I was teaching stuff over at webdesign.com, and you know through some of the stuff since I've left then is. You know, just teaching designers and developers that you need to reach that point where you hit good enough. And you know, most you know when you're talking about doing work for clients, clients don't understand pixels. You, I mean, you can sit there and talk to them about all this geekery stuff all you know all day long. And they're like, what does that mean? 
they want to know, am I going to get more, you know, potential clients come into my site? Are people going to click on this little PDF button? Whatever that is. And so, you know, I try to train myself. Well, you know, I'm, I think I just wrote a blog post about this. I'm not an award-winning designer. I mean, there's great designers out there. And, you know, sometimes it's frustrating being an artist that you don't get recognized. But all my stuff is just basic. It's, you know, it's a simple process. I like simple design. I get it out there, I launch it, but it's effective. You know, so all these clients, they'll call me or they'll email and say, hey, you know, we've got all these people coming to our site now. They're clicking all these links. They're signing up. They're hiring us because of this design. Um, but I had to get to that point where it's like, this is good enough for the client. They love it, you know, and they, they're paying me four, five, six thousand $6,000 for the design. So they're giving me the double thumbs up. And I'm like, I should be happy with that. I shouldn't stress over these little pixels. And so it's been really uh, liberating to get to that point where you say, if the client's happy, then I need to be happy. So it's not about what James wants. It's about what, you know, them and their audience needs. Yeah. Um, or this, this conversation is about to go right off the tracks because now uh, I got another, <laughs> I've got another thought that I want to bring into play that, that right. you said about people paying you five, $6,000. You say that you're not the world's, you know, best designer. There are designers out there winning awards, all this stuff. We see it all the time um, with sites that, you know, give out awards or whatever for based on design. I was just listening to an interview with a friend of mine, two friends of mine, Chris Brogan and Dustin Hartzler. Um, Dustin Hartzler, I've had him on the program. He uh, is a WordPress podcaster. He now works for Automatic. Chris Brogan, uh, you know, well, well-known uh, web marketer uh, and human business guy. Um, and they were having a conversation that, you know, if somebody's trying to charge you over $5,000 for a website, you're paying way too much. There's no need to spend that kind of money. Um, and I was listening to the podcast, I was at the gym and I was running on the treadmill I'm like, I'm going to rip out my hair and fall off of this thing because <laughs> it's all relative to, right. I mean, anybody, yes, anybody can build a website. I totally agree with that. Well, not anybody, but with WordPress, there's a low barrier to entry. Anybody can sort of put these pieces together, right? They Like puzzles. They can try mm -hmm. to see if it fits. If it doesn't, they try something else. The difference that you and I and other designers in the audience are bringing to the table, even strategists, because that's how I refer to them as, it's the story that we're telling for the customer. It's mm -hmm. the research we're doing for the customer that you're paying for. Um, it's taking that story and translating it to the web um, in either design, in pixels, in CSS, in some kind of function, in a mobile view, in a desktop view. Let's talk about that, selling uh, these six-figure businesses or six-figure clients. Um, you know, is that how you kind of up the up the game of pricing? Uh, are you selling it on value, or are you selling it on the story that you do? What is it? Yeah, man, that's that's all good stuff. You know, people saying that you shouldn't be getting five thousand dollars for design, they can suck it. You know, I mean, you're getting paid good money to do your stuff, so why should you say that someone shouldn't get money for their services? You know, I think there's more to it. You know, um, in our industry, and I'm seeing this more and more. Hey, we got front page. I'm a webmaster. You know, so. It's the same thing with WordPress. We got WordPress. We can, you know, work the themes. Yeah, you shouldn't pay more than five thousand dollars for maybe a customized theme with some logo stuff. But the thing about the design process is where I start differing and 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 kind of breaking out of the crowd for what I do is I I spend a lot of time with the client. All those things you talk about. I want to hear what their story is, their background, the target audience they're trying to reach. Um, you know, what is it that their objectives are for the design? Because, you know, anyone can just throw together something pretty in Photoshop and hope that it sticks. And, you know, there are kids out there that uh, I say kids because I'm 43 and I, I see a lot of people who are 20, 21, uh, even younger than that, just killing it in Photoshop. And I'm like, I could never touch it. But the thing is, is, you have to figure out what that client's needs are um, as opposed to their wants. You know, they're, they're going to say, we need a website. We need 
uh, traffic, but they might want to look sexy. So that's the wants. And so I, you know, when I approach the selling process, I sell on value. What is it that that client really wants? I want to give them what they need. I want to give them a great website. I want it to work with WordPress. I want it to be able to um, flow well. If you do the web responsive code, you know, all that kind of stuff that's important. But to the client, most of the time, it's like we want to look sexy. We want to have the most slamming looking website in our industry. We want to be able to tell our story and communicate our brand. People love us. So you know, I play, uh, and this might sound bad, I play on those needs or those wants uh, because that's what they're truly looking for. And then I sell my projects based on that. That's the value I'm delivering. So if you want to look sexy, you want to have the best looking website in your industry, that's what I'm delivering. That's why I'm doing it for this price. It's going to cost five thousand dollars, six thousand dollars, whatever it is. But it, it's more than design too because it is a research. It is, you know, spending time putting together wireframes. It is talking with them, maybe even going and talking with some other clients to determine how do you communicate that story uh, effectively for that money. So it's not just about throwing together a design, hope that it sticks to getting paid five thousand dollars for it. You do a lot of work just to get through the design phase. I talk to developers all the time and it's funny because they're like, We hate talking with clients and they're like, We just want to code, we want to sit in the dark, and that's cool. Uh, I love talking with clients. I think that's one of the rare things about a designer. Uh, most of the time we just want to design. I'd rather work with the clients and do the creative direction and let someone else design. Um, but there's so much more to that process and that's why those fees are, you know, requested, you know, for those projects because you're delivering so much more than just a, a three um, site layout or something like that. Right. And 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 in in the big leagues, right? In the grown up world <laughs> where where you know, large companies, um, you know, because small business is, you know, what, up to a few million dollars a year in revenue or something like that. So we all say small business. I think most of us are thinking micro businesses, right, of businesses that are lo local to us. Um, but small business scales all the way up to a few million. But if you went to um, a medium or a large business, these folks are build buying web services for 50, 60, hundreds, 200s, thousands of dollars. And it's not you know, it's it's the same thing, right? It's the same quote-unquote process, right? It's still discover, mm -hmm. draft, wireframe, mock-ups, development, test, reiterate, right? <laughs> or mm -hmm. iterate. Um, the uh, the perception is that you know we're charging a, a less dollars because oh, you know, they only want this one piece. We look at it and we're like, they just want me to design a website. Well, you have to start thinking about about that strategy, about mm -hmm. connecting with not just your client, but with your clients' clients, right? What are they? How are their audience? How are their audience going to navigate the site? How are they going to buy from your client, so that you can tell them this is worth ten thousand dollars? Because look at all this stuff I'm putting into research and discovery. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, and when you approach this client, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's like you know, it's it's kind of like. Uh, you know, we could give you a $5,000 project, it might not do any good, but if you approach, say, if you spend $10,000, we're going to deliver all these results, uh, people see investment. And I was looking at that painting behind your head, and I guess, you know, some people might say, well, that painting's only worth, you know, 50 bucks to me, but to others, it might be worth $50,000. So what what does it matter if you sell for $50,000, 50 bucks, as long as you're happy and the person that buys it is happy? So, you know, I think so many times we get caught up in this, you shouldn't be charging for that, or... Uh, you know, it should include this process. I think to each his own. You got to find what works best for you and what your clients appreciate. And at the end of the day, what matters is uh, is a client happy with the end result, and can we live with it? And we're happy. You know, where we feel like we did a job with integrity, then it's a win-win situation. You know. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, and and I was going to say, and it's not. Um, folks shouldn't get confused because what will happen is the WordPress elitists, right? The ones who spell WordPress the correct way. <laughs> 
will ultimately say, you shouldn't charge for that because what they're thinking is happening is, because they know this stuff. They think that you're just going and you're buying a Studio Press theme or an iThemes theme or you're going to you know, SlocumThemes.com and buying a theme and throwing it out there and charging somebody 5000 bucks. You made a couple of CSS tweaks. Well, if you're doing that, then you're obviously doing something wrong. Um, unless there's like this whole web marketing strategy that comes with that 5000 bucks, But we're not... Um, we're not saying go ahead and, and just like buy a theme and, and tweak a couple lines of code and then charge five thousand dollars because you're going to get caught somewhere along the line. Somebody's yeah, yeah. going to say they charge you that much for this. This is a theme that I found for forty dollars. Um, but what we're saying is, if you're doing it right, if you have this custom process, um, separate the creative with the uh, separate the creative with the discovery, with the research, with the usability, and that kind of thing, and right. line item this stuff, and you're going to be able to charge a little bit more. Yeah, there's a couple things I want to I want to I'm gonna I'm gonna take us on a whole rabbit trail here. So this is gonna maybe piss some people off. So I'm not gonna make any friends with this broadcast. You know, I I think sometimes when people say you shouldn't be charging for that, okay, some of these WordPress elitists, no offense, you know, they they live in a basement with mom and dad, and they don't have payments to make, and you know, it's easy to sing this kumbaya. We're all gonna be hippies and share granola bar stuff. But the reality is, when you get to our age. Um, and people that learn it, <laughs> obviously there's some people learn it way earlier than I did, you know, um, you got to make a living, okay? So you got payments, you got expenses, you're in business to make money. You're not in there to be, you know, this hippie I want to give away for free. I appreciate the open source community. I love what WordPress has done for us and how people have given and contributed. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I've been a part of these conversations at WordCamps and different groups all the time. And it's like, we shouldn't make money from this. This is wrong. You know what? I'm a capitalist. I want to make money. I want to provide for my family. I want to put shoes on my kids' feet. I want to be able to pay for insurance because, like, you know, I, as a veteran, you can't get anything anyway. So you have to pay for it yourself. Um, you know, so there's all those things that you got to take in mind. Um, there was another point I was going to go off there, but, you know, that just kind of blew for me. So I think you have to be careful about, um, what you say, you shouldn't charge for. Oh, the other thing I was going to say, if you're customizing a theme and you're charging $5,000 for you know, be honest with the client. Say, you know, we're doing a customized WordPress theme. Most people don't care. They they look at the end result. What are you delivering for me? So if you're taking a $40 product and you're spending two hours customizing it, again, if they're willing to spend $5,000 to get what they want and they're happy with it, what, is, what difference does it make? You know, they're happy. Yeah, someone, you know, could have done it for 200 bucks, but, you know, I got five thousand dollars. They made two hundred bucks. I'm happier. They made two hundred bucks and are happy. Good for them too, you know. So sorry, didn't mean to go off on a diatribe. No, that's tangent. that's awesome. And yeah, this this interview is going all over the place, and I love it because there's so so many good things um, that are going to come out of this. So let's get back to that five thousand that five thousand dollar example. Let's say you're your typical freelancer, and you know you don't have a pipeline of six months to a year. You, you might be booked up for a couple months or, or a month or something like that, and then all of a sudden this company comes along, and they're like, "Hey, we got this five thousand dollar budget. We need a site up by the end of the week because we're doing this massive promotion or we're doing this event, that kind of thing. Can you get this done for this price?" So ultimately, back to your example, you're in it to make money. You're in it for business, and it's their it's the value that they see. So if you can turn around and put out a, a theme site for that five thousand bucks, push off you know your pipeline and get this done. Work at overtime, work over the weekend to launch this, and it's making them exponentially more money than their five thousand dollars that they invested in it. Right. Then by all means, plus you're gonna have to train them. You're gonna have to show them how it works. Ultimately, somebody that might be there, but you know, has to be involved with an event calendar or a blog. And when the day that it launches, you know, there's going to be all these questions. So you know what? If you calculate your time and you put a 
expedited percentage on top of that. Like, here's my normal hourly rate if you schedule me, but if you need something done by the end of this week and it's going to make you $50,000 and you're going to invest five, sure, you know, here's my value, here's my price, let's get it done. Right, right. If you, if you, if you want to try to find somebody for 200 bucks, go find them. They're exactly. probably in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be in a dark, you know, playing with my hemp. But anyways, um, move to Colorado. Um, <laughs> There, there, uh, there, there's so much there. Here, here's 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 something that um, oh god is on the tip of my mind. I just drew a blank, man. You're pulling out so much great stuff that I want to say is like, uh, um, anyways, roll with it, man. I, the, the moment's gone now. <laughs> so let's let's talk about um, uh, the talk that you have recorded on your website about the six-figure business. Um, I think your presentations were or, or the presentations were amazing. Um, the stuff that you do at WordCamps, um, amazing from you know your your oral presentation and, of course, your, your design of the presentation. Um, how much time does it take you to put together a, a WordCamp presentation? It looks like you spend weeks on it, where I, ten, I get mine done minutes. in, like, <laughs> five days. 10,000 hours go into that, and then, I, you know, I practice in front of a mirror, and I put pebbles in my mouth so I can learn to speak. <laughs> Call me Oracle or Order or whatever. Um, you know, it, it, it just depends. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff is... Because I've been doing this for so long, and it's it's the same questions that come up. Uh, yeah, I know where I was going to go earlier with the conversation with coaching. I, I want to kind of go back to that real quick. Um, the value um, of, of what we do, like with what you're doing with with Matt Report and yeah, your coaching services and uh, the WP Mentor and all that stuff. See, people don't understand. Sometimes it's uh, like, uh, you know, you ask for $200 to become part of this membership. That's a lot of money for a freelancer. What do we get out of that? Okay, well, look at what you're getting. If what you and I share in this, in this podcast today in this show goes out there and helps a designer, developer, business person make $10,000, isn't it worth 500 bucks? to get that answer for you. And so I think some times people need to see the value in it, you know, uh, what we teach about pricing and stuff like that. So many people are struggling and, and this ties, dovetails in with the, the, you know, how to make six figures in, in WordPress and, and web design. Uh, I was that broke dude, you know, for so many years. And I, I've told the story, I ate ramen noodles. There are times when, and I'll try to tell a story that I'm not tearing up that I couldn't provide for my family, and there was one time my, my best friend sent me like two cases of MREs, meals ready to eat from the military. I had no money, and all I could feed my family was those MREs, and I'm like, this really sucks because I didn't charge right for my services. I can't believe in all the promise that clients, oh, if you do this one for free, we'll send you all of our work, the checks, amount, all that kind of crap. So, you know, for a long time, I couldn't pay the bills. I lost a house. I ended up in bankruptcy. I lost about everything I owned. So it was at this certain time that something clicked and I, I got these lessons from two key you know uh, ideas and the whole six-figure thing you know it's not so much about how much money you make but that you're actually making money I mean I've been blessed to be able to take my business from you know there's years where I was making less than twenty four thousand dollars a year in fact my wife and I pulled out some tax forms from way back and I'm like I made eight thousand dollars in one year I'm like how the hell have we ever managed to make a living off of this you know it's just crazy um, but um, you know, that talk was about just being able to make a living for yourself and tying into some of the things we talked about when we started the broadcast with selling on value and finding those great clients. You know, you got to transition your your thinking, your 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 mind to, you know, we're just going to try to do this for cheap because, you know, we look at it $15 an hour is a great thing. It's not. $15 an hour sucks. Um, you need to say, if we could provide this value and we're making $5,000 for this and the client's happy, we just paid our bills for a month. You know, you're providing for your family and you keep working at it. You're selling on value. You're not selling on time and hours and all that kind of stuff. You're selling on value and what you're delivering. 
Um, and that's what's going to allow you to get to that six-figure income. Or, you know, even if you're making $80,000 a year or $60,000 a year doing something you love to do, uh, I mean, that's an incredible, you know, journey. Uh, and, you know, I used to tell people, like, when I did the, the church branding stuff, it was all church plants. And everyone's like, you'll never be able to make money, you know. But I focused on a niche that uh, was just church planters, certain groups who understood the value of what I was doing. I made, like, $80,000 a year working with church planters, and I probably worked 30 hours a week or less. You know, and everyone's like, how's that possible? Because I'm doing what I, they want, there's no reason for me to work. So, I mean, I had great, I had retainers. I had seven retainers. Fed my whole family for the year because I transitioned that thinking from, you know, oh, this is just a website that I should sell for 500 bucks. I was delivering on all those things you were talking about earlier, the discovery, the research, the, and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, that's worth it to us. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of talking in tangents there. It's important to get some of these things down that we're talking about because if you do want to make a living as a WordPress consultant, developer, designer, plug-in person, whatever, you have to understand business, and that's to make money and not do it for free or cheap. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, that's perfect because when I do my talks at WordCamps, th these are the folks I see out in the audience, and they come up to me afterwards and like, you know, how did how did you grow from, you know, just you and your dad to an agency, and how are you finding these other clients? Like, how are you doing this stuff? Um, it's because I'm always thinking about what that next tier is. Like, how am I going to mm -hmm. get to this next step? Um, and I'm not, and I'm looking at my competition, and I'm looking at you know, huge agencies, maybe like an iThemes or like a TenUp or a WebDev. I'm looking at them, seeing how they're doing it. I'm not trying to replicate that process, um, but I am pulling some chunks out of it. Um, and then I'm you know, cultivating my own clients and, and moving in my own direction and kind of seeing what works and what doesn't. But the number one thing is, I see these folks in the audience, and I've talked to a few in this last WordCamp Boston that I was at, that were charging the 500 bucks um, and but they were you know they were complaining like oh the client wants me to help, you know help them launch and and move it over to their to their GoDaddy account no one ever said that I, you know I didn't say I was supposed to do that um, you know then they need help like six months from now they they forget how to use custom post types and they're mm -hmm. sending me all these emails and they're asking me questions um, it's because you're giving away way too much for right. free. Um, you know, and, and I know there's some some other stuff going around about hey, there there are folks who love the $500 clients. I love the $500 client too, as long as they respect uh, our time and mm -hmm. our knowledge, and their expectation is hey, for this 500 bucks, like you said about the $5,000 client, for 500 bucks, I'm only going to get this. It's mm -hmm. going to solve my my problem. It's worth 500 bucks, but I'm not going to be able to call you know Matt or James in the middle of the night and say I'm working with custom post types. Can you help me with this again? It's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, so to the to the the freelancers that are out there who are trying to build a business, why are you trying to start a business if you don't want to make that money? If yeah, you don't absolutely. want to elevate yourself. Yeah, continue to be one of those elitist hippies that live in the basement of your parents <laughs> and let them pay for your stuff. And you know, I right. joke about that, but that you know, seriously, um, you know, that's what I, that's what drives me nuts about. Um, and I'm I'm going to go off on this because we, we talked about membership sites, and I want to kind of throw it back to what you're doing with your membership site and what I've tried to do with freelancing success. And I'm like, you know what? If you're not going to take the information and advice that people are trying to give you to help you make a living, then go work at 7-Eleven or go work for someone else because there's there, there's no reason. If you want to freelance for fun and you want it to be a hobby, that's great. You know, do that by all means. I mean, that's that's how I started. I, you know, I tell the story to lots of people, and I think it's got tired of hearing it because I, you know, I told people this is how I got started. I customize. Uh, you know, Chuck Taylor tennis shoes and bands and jeans with an airbrush and, and Sharpie pins. 
I did it for fun because I love to use my creative gifts. All of a sudden, it's like people are lined up to buy this stuff, and that's how I got in business. I was like, oh, I'm making cash money to do something I enjoy. Uh, if you want to just continue to do it for the joy, that's awesome. Um, but if you're doing it to make a living, you got to make money. If you're not making money, you need to go get a job somewhere because there's no reason to handle all the stress and all the crap that comes along with being a freelancer or an agency or a business if you're not going to make a profit. Uh, you can go clock in, clock out, get your benefits, do all that somewhere else, and then you have the weekends free to do what you want. And these freelancers that we've tried, I, I think we've shared our stories that we try to coach and help. Sometimes they don't get that. And just like any business, I think everyone thinks, you know, you can drop a little magic bean, you know, outside the window and it's going to grow to a beanstalk and, you know, it's going to have money on it. It just doesn't work that way. It takes a lot of work and effort and you have to make money in order to keep going. And if you don't, it's just going to die. So um, there's so much value, I think, in what we do. And, and so, I, you know, let's talk about your membership site. And I'm going to interview you here. Perfect segue. Perfect segue um, for my ad spot, of course. A uh, little pause for pause for the cause. If you want to help support the Mariport.com uh, um, and turn this into a real business, Mariport.com slash join. Uh, join uh, the WordPress entrepreneur uh, community. Um, behind the scenes of the Mariport, you'll get... Uh, the private answered questions uh, that James is going to answer today at this show on this show about finding these hundred thousand dollar clients. Um, all my past guests have answered uh, the private question, um, and every month we're going to have Procast, uh, where a bunch of WordPress entrepreneurs will join to teach us a particular lesson, whether it be finding more clients, charging more money, that kind of thing. Uh, this is all exclusive to Mariport Pro members. Uh, Mariport.com/slash/join uh, to join in on the fun. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Well, James will tell me you are crazy for starting a membership site. <laughs> the membership sites, man. Crazy? We we, we got to give those things up. So so we, we talked about this uh, at the beginning before I think we started. Um, I'm going to share my background real quick. I, I love the idea. Like some people, you know, in our WordPress community, let's create products. We'll make money while we sleep. But we'll make passive income, you know, because we could spend two hours creating this and all of a sudden we're, we're just going to have riches delivered to our, you know, inbox and mailbox. You know, checks going to roll and it never works that way. You know, some people are fortunate enough to, to build a membership site. I worked with Michael Hyatt on the Platform University site, designed their stuff for him. And when they launched, it just went bonkers. I mean, they had, I can't share the numbers or how many people signed up, but it was incredible. I was like, just floored. But Michael had taken years to build uh, a really great community and audience. So as soon as he put it out there, he was able to capitalize and monetize on that membership site. For most of us, though, we don't have that kind of audience. We don't have that traction. We might have 100 to 1,000 people following us, which is great. Um, but it's hard to turn that into a business because so many times in our you know, group, you know, Matt, you know, with the freelancers, going back to they don't see the value in this right now, so they won't spend on it. Um, it makes it hard to make a living. So let's talk about freelance and success. I launched freelance and success uh, probably about six months ago. I thought I want to help freelancers, give them some great training. I had WP Design Coach a couple of years ago that totally flopped. You know, my goal was to help people to be better designers and how to make money with WordPress. I got like six people to sign up and I was spending, you know, 180 hours per month creating stuff and making, you know, one dollar an hour. Uh, the same thing with freelance and success, you know, it, it took off, a lot of people love it, a lot of freelancers say, hey, this is great information, but you have to engage with it, you have to, you know, granted there's not a ton of videos on there, we just added a forum to try to get some conversations going, I've got a private Facebook uh, page, um, but out of about 150 people, we might have less than a dozen who actually engage with these resources that are out there, and probably maybe a handful, you know, I count them on you know one hand, who continually invest in that 
And to me, you know, it gets to this point where I want to help as many freelancers as possible because I know what it's like to be broke. I already told you about that. It sucks to eat ramen noodles and have your lights turned off. But the problem is if this freelance community doesn't see the value in it, that they're not willing to spend money. Because here's the deal. If you offer it for free, which we had a free membership, and then I had a I added a $99 membership that's got some, you know, we'll list you on our site and give you some kudos and props and stuff like that. But if they're not ready to see that value, you're going to sit there and spin your wheels and provide all this great content and no one's ever going to use it or see it. So for me right now, personally, I'm struggling. I would love feedback from you. You know, what point do you quit? Do you say, you know, I love freelancers. I'll try to help them, but is it time to pull the plug on freelance and success? Because, you know, we're going out there trying to create this stuff. I mean, you know, doing a podcast video, and, and I want to say this to your viewers, the value of what Matt is delivering is incredible. I've watched your stuff. I've seen, um, you know, your podcast, the different things that you've done. There's so much value. So if Matt asks you, you know, for 100 bucks to join this membership for 5000 or 500 whatever that price is, there is value in it, and it will help you build your business, and you need to see that value. Um, but the thing is, at some point, people are going to get tired doing it for free. People give for free don't always appreciate that, so they don't take advantage of it. Uh, but, you know, it takes a lot of time to create a podcast and then go back and edit the videos and put the, you know, the, the PowerPoint slides out there. So, you know, at some point people have to realize you got to make a living too. You said, you know, you got to pay your bills. You, and people have to understand that it's nice to give away things for free. It's nice to be a part of an open source community that was built on the, the spirit of we want to help each other people. But at the end of the day, it still comes down to if you're a business, you got to make money. You know, iThemes is not going to continue to be in business if they give it all away for free. Same thing with Studio Press or WooThemes or um, Easy Digital Downloads. You know, if those guys just said, hey, we love the community when we give for free, that's great if they're living in the basement of their parents. Um, but they got families to provide for and teams to provide for. They can't do it for free. So I'll shut up there and I'll let you throw your thoughts out. Yeah, no, it's, it is amazing stuff. And um, over the course of a year and a half of doing the Matt Report, and uh, we also do a YouTube channel for the studio, which sort of funnels in some work there. Um, you know, I decided that one uh, to be true to my audience. I, I want to you know publicly try to start this and, and turn this into a real business. Like many of the folks who are listening to the show, um, you know, can I use some of? Can I put my foot in my own mouth? I guess <laughs> and, and practice what I preach and turn this into a real business. Um, I haven't. Uh, by the time this one air, by the time this episode airs, uh, the doors will have. Open it actually opened up this week. It'll be 59 bucks a month, um, and for 59 bucks a month, you get access, direct access to my to my guests, uh, where the pro members will be able to answer, uh, have their questions answered by the guests. Um, maybe some one-on-one -on -one time with guests um, for you know maybe some uh, future upsell kind of thing. They'll have a forum. We'll have monthly trainings on different topics. We'll have the procast. Um, so I'm trying to tie a lot of unique content along with sort of the support and training. Um, so I'm trying to merge two things. Um, one thing that has really, um, one episode where I'm kind of pulling sort of like a, trying to think of like a Netflix sort of model is the WordPress Entrepreneur uh, Startup Challenge. Um, the first episode, I asked for sponsors. Uh, sponsorship was 200 bucks each. Um, and I you know, I promoted the hell out of you before the, before the launch. Uh, in the episode, you got the advertisement spot. In on my site, um, I'd had some uh, some nice uh, caricatures drawn of these folks who who donated money. First episode, I raised 800 bucks. The second episode, I raised five dollars. 
so there's varying yeah. degrees uh, that have happened. I, but I know um, as one of the, the the big stupid thing that I didn't do in episode number two was ask for the was ask for the sponsorship and the donations like I did in episode one. Right. So. Web Marketing 101, ladies and gentlemen who are listening to the show, you have to ask for the sale. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't ask for the sale in episode two. Um, totally forgot about it. Um, I do, now, why do I raise money for the show? Because that show, I try to, I do it like I said, like it's a Netflix kind of thing. Like I'm trying to build like this little series. I got a lot more post-production where I interview the judges. There's music. There's graphics. Um, it's sort of like a reality show. It's like a Shark Tank kind of thing. Okay. So there's a lot more stuff involved into it. Going into 2014, I looked at the Matt report and I said, "How do I turn? How do I make this profitable so that I can I can go to all these work camps? I can I can you know I don't want the studio to to have to fund me leaving to go to all these places and be the Matt report brand. Um, I want the Matt report to pay for that that kind of thing. Um, first thing I did was I'm going to open up my show to advertisement and sponsorships. Then I I put that out there, and I, I got some people inquiring about sponsorships, let's just say in the hosting space, and they gave me some, you know, some really good numbers, um, and I could have been really profitable, but I don't want to take sponsorship yet. I don't want to take sponsorship like that. Mm -hmm. um, it'd be advertisement, it'd be ad spots, much like I did for myself, um, but I don't want to read um, a hosting company's ad spot just yet. Yeah, yeah. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind it's of It's a damned situation. if you do thing. Right, right. Because we don't right. want to be, you know, promoting sponsors all over the page. You know, that gets old and people get tired of advertising. But, you know, one of the things I want to challenge the people listening to today, and, and this, I want to bring up WordCamps here real quick, and I don't know how much time we got and how much can of worms you want to open up, but, um, you know, when people go out and speak at WordCamps, I love that Chris Lemma sent, said this one when I was out there in San Diego. He said, you know, you appreciate these people that come out here because they spent money to come out here and share the stuff for you pretty much for free. I mean, a ticket's usually 30 bucks or whatever, so WordCamp, you know, it varies. Um, but, you know, people don't realize, you know, it costs on average 1500 to $2,000 for someone to fly out and to do, you know, a presentation. And that doesn't include the prep time like we were talking about earlier. Uh, that doesn't include you're taking time away from your business and, and, you know, money out of your bank account because you can't do the work. If you're a solopreneur, you know, the work stops when you're not there. So, uh, you know, I want people to understand that um, when we're asking and we're launching these project, products or projects or whatever, um, for $59 a month or $100 a year, you're supporting us to do this good work. Um, and if you want to continue to learn these benefits that will benefit you, then, you know, vote with your dollars. Don't just vote with your mouth. Vote with your, your pocketbook. And I hate to say that, but, you know, I'm coming from the stance, you know, I'm doing a lot of fundraising now with happyjoe.org. Um, you know, I realize now I have to be that person that goes out there and asks for money. I've had to campaign all over Twitter, um, you know, join our crowd tilt campaign. I'm trying to raise $5,000 to get our startup costs going for something that's going to benefit veterans. It's not for James Dahlman. It's not, you know, I'm going to take this money and go stick it in my pocket and go travel to, you know, some wonderful country where there's a nice white sands beach. This is actually to help veterans, to give them some hope. Uh, to get them off the streets from being homeless, um, from committing suicide because they don't see any other options. And what's weird is, you know, I, I'm very appreciative of the people who have donated so far. I've had people that I don't even know donate money, and there's been some incredible people in the WordPress community who have contributed to this cause. I'm thinking, man, we should be able to get to $5,000 by February 14th. You know, we're about $1,700. But I realize I have to keep asking. I have to keep getting out there and tell people the importance of it. Um, and that takes time. 
too. So, um, you know, if you see the importance of something, give to it. And I'm, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, give to Happy Joe. I mean, if you want to go make a you know, tax-deductible donation today at happyjoe.org, here's my pitch. Please go and do that. Um, but the stuff that we're doing, the, the resources that you're putting out there, you know, I want people to understand it takes time. It takes time away from your business. Uh, and you're doing something that's helping them. So, I mean, $59 a month, that's that's a no-brainer. Anyways, that's that's my soapbox all that kind of <laughs> uh, awesome stuff. One last formal uh, question of the of the interview: um, Is there one one reg regret you have if you could travel back in time that you would kind of take back and, and switch it around again uh, that you could share with us? Not launching the the Shark Tank idea for WordPress people because I thought about that three weeks before you did. And I, I'm, I'm starting to wear tinfoil hats. People don't take my ideas. Uh, regrets? Yeah, yeah, that's. Do you do you want personal regrets or, or business whatever regrets? You, whatever you think, um, you know, something that maybe just affects your affects your life that you would have definitely changed. Um, you know, if you could go back in time, if you could hop in the DeLorean. Mm, man, God, that's a great curveball. There's there's two things I'm going to share, and, and and this is just personal and professional. Um, I I was addicted to a lot of things, so um, you know, it's great that Colorado and Washington's approved. You know, the smoking of pot and selling a pot. Uh, but honestly, I smoked a lot of weed, did a lot of drugs, and a lot of alcohol back in the day, and that really prevented me from getting my business to where it needed to be. And that, you know, that affected more than just me; it affected my family. Um, so, you know, I encourage people. You know, I, I know there's a lot of drinking that goes on at word camps, and I, I know that's, you know, that's a part of the culture and stuff like that. But um, you know, if you're starting out, um, make make your business a priority. Don't make it secondary. So, you know, you gotta you gotta make wise choices. The second thing is. You know, professionally, you got to start charging for your services. Stop working for free. You know, if you're starting out and you're trying to just build a portfolio, I could see some of that. You know, you might go do some free work so you could showcase what you can do. Uh, but the moment you transition from I've got to make a living um, and, and I got to get paid for my services, it's just enlightening. Um, you're you're in business. You got to you got to pay your bills. And you know, I can't stress that enough. Is um, everyone's always saying, you know, well. We just want to do it for $500 because it gets our feet wet. Well, that's great. You know, uh, at least you're getting paid some money. But get out there and start believing in yourself. Have that confidence. Tell people what you can do for them and charge that kind of money. I mean, granted, if you're new in WordPress, you're not going to get my rates because there's, you know, unless you can do the same kind of work. I mean, go for it. I mean, if you can make 10 times of what I'm charging, that's, I'm proud of you. You know, that's awesome. But so you might not start off at the top, but you got to start. Uh, more than the bottom, you know, you can't just be a bottom feeder saying we want to go after all the, you know, 99 designs or what are those cheap fiber type projects. Those things drive me nuts. I know they serve a purpose, um, but if people just want to spend five bucks on your work, you need to walk and you need to say no and you need to find people who value um, what you're doing and charge appropriately for it. Otherwise, you're never going to get a successful business, whether it's a membership site, uh, plugins, themes, design, consulting, selling widgets, whatever it is. I mean, you got to make money. Yeah, amazing, amazing advice, both personally and professionally. Uh, thanks for that, James. Uh, amazing interview. Lots and lots of value that folks are going to find from this. Um, wasn't as structured as we normally do it, but hey, <laughs> we throw caution to the wind sometimes, and we go nuts. Um, but awesome hey, stuff. Yeah, spontaneous uh, is the best sometimes. That's right. We're going to hop into the last two segments uh, before I do. Uh, James is going to stick around to the end for all the Matt Report Pro listeners. Um, going to answer the big question, how do we find these six-figure uh, clients? How do we find a client like a Michael Hyatt, that kind of thing? Uh, so if you are a Matt Report Pro listener, you will uh, be able to get that answer. First segment, or second segment actually, 
What's in your toolbox? Uh, what unique piece of software or hardware do you use that folks might not know about uh, that gets you through your day-to-day? -day? Something like an Evernote or a Gmail, but something is a little bit more top secret than that. My mind. That's, <laughs> that's what it keeps it all going, brother. Um, you know, it's like Pandora's box up here. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I'm probably one of the least tech-savvy people out there. You know, when people see me, I use Photoshop, and there's a lot of conversations going on about you shouldn't be designing in Photoshop anymore. You need to do it in a browser, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, it works. I get paid well for it. Everybody's happy, so what's, again, what's wrong with that? I mean, if you want to design in a browser or, you know, you want to design something else front page and it works for you, uh, who am I to judge? Um, I really don't have a secret arsenal. I mean, Pretty much all my work's done in, in Photoshop. I use a couple of different apps. You know, I've used 37 Signals, which is great. Um, you know, I've got a recommended list of stuff that I tell people. But honestly, I don't get into it like so many people, where it's like I gotta have Evernote, I gotta have this, I gotta have that. Um, I just use what works. If you came and sat with me, or the viewers came and sat, how I just watch how I do stuff in Photoshop, you'd probably just go, "Oh my gosh, there's a quicker way to do that." But you know, <laughs> it's hard to beat 20 years of you know uh, out of a person. You know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks sometimes. Um, but I made it efficient for my purpose, so the way that I do it's not going to work for everyone else. Um, but really, so it, the, my, my, my secret weapon, I'll show it right here, really, this is really, it's its a pencil. It's a .5 mechanical pencil. I keep this I, and a, a, a notebook. A pencil. Oh, yeah, exactly, I know. Actually, write notes. When I'm, I doodle, I sketch note. You know, that's one of my other little things I do is sketch note when I'm talking with clients, so they, they can't see me, but I'm drawing little pictures of them or myself <laughs> or something else. Um, but really... A moleskin notebook and a pencil is probably my greatest uh, weapons of choice because I can take it anywhere I go. I don't have to rely on an internet connection. Um, I don't have to worry about it getting lost because I didn't have a backup. You know, if I lose my sketchbook, I'm screwed. But um, that's where all the magic happens. Awesome stuff. We're going to jump into the lightning round where I'll ask you a series of quick questions and you'll have a series of quick <laughs> answers. Okay. Ready. What's the one plugin you cannot live without? iThemes Exchange. A favorite WordPress or business book? Golly. Uh, anything from Brains on Fire, best books I've read. Uh, the Passion Conversation, best book I've read. Uh, a quote that you live or run your business by? Hmm. Golly, golly. That's a good one. Um, I don't know. We'll have to skip that one. Let's come back to that one. What's the best adv career advice anybody's ever given you? My best friend's grandpa told me, stop charging by the hour and start charging for the project. He said, people don't give a damn about your time. They give a, a damn about what you can provide for them. Uh, and that's what transformed my business and took me from eating beans and finally being able to afford steak. Nice. What's the longest a client project has ever taken? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> uh, you know, I've had some that have lasted two to three months. Uh, so that's Probably the, the, the longest projects I've done is about three months. Sweet. If you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be? Squarespace. Love Squarespace. Um, used them before I uh, got onto WordPress, and I just love the simplicity of it. Nice. Who should I interview next? You know what? Let me think here. Bill Erickson's a stud. You know, I, I like that guy. He's got a lot of wisdom. So I, I think you've interviewed him in the past, but that guy always has some good stuff to say. Um, so I, I get Bill on the, on the line. Nice. Um, and what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Boxers or briefs? <laughs> so the answer is? Neither. Commando style. 
James, awesome show today. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for sharing all that great personal and business advice for folks out in the audience. Um, if you are a Mariport Pro listener, you will continue to hear uh, the answers that, uh, or you'll actually log into the site. I'm sorry, you will not continue to hear it because I can't magically send you a different file through iTunes. Uh, so you'll have to log into your membership site if you want to join Mariport.com/join. If you want, if you're already a member, head on over to the site, and log in. Uh, James, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Happyjoe.org. That leads to the promised land. Or you can go to my personal blog at jamesdalman.com. Awesome. James, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show.